on the 13th July that has passed was the anniversary of a Salaha Puja, where the Buddha first taught the Dhamma, with Venerable Anya Kodanya, who gained the Eye of Dhamma, together with a great number of Brahma gods seeing the Dhamma as well. The Buddha then went to Rajagir city, to Veluwana monastery, and put Venerable Sariputta and Venerable Mahamogalana as a right and left hand chief disciples. Venerable Sariputta was the right hand chief disciple of the aspect of wisdom, and Venerable Mahamogalana was superior in samadhi, meditative concentration, and was of the aspect of psychic abilities. Here the monks who were there each had their own thoughts, which is normal for mental formations. Though they were freed of attachments and clinging already, they had the thought, eh, both Venerable Sariputta and Venerable Mahamogalana came after us, but why did they get the high rank of being the right and left hand chief disciples? How come the Panchawagiya, the five ascetics, with Venerable Anyakodanya did not get this rank? Or how come Venerable Yasa and his fifty friends didn't have the virtues to get that rank? Why did they not get this eminence? The Buddha knew about this and asked what the monks were talking about. What are you discussing? The monks said to the Buddha, Why the chief disciples' ranks did not go to the first group of Arahants, the Panchawakiya, to Yasa or the fifty friends? The Buddha said this was from causes and conditions. Because the Panchawakiya did not aspire to be the right and left hand chief disciples, Venerable Anya Kodanya aspired to become the first disciple. As for Yasa and his friends, they aspired to be just Arahant disciples. They aspired to be supreme disciples of the Buddha in different aspects. And as for some monks, like the Venerable Elder Gawampati, he had a background story as to how he got here. He did not have the rank of being one of the eighty great disciples, but he had aspired to be one of the supreme disciples, of which he did attain to. And the history of Venerable Gawampati was that he was a friend of Venerable Yasa, and later he attained to Arahantship. Then he enjoyed the bliss of liberation in Anjanawana, in the city of Saketa. At that time, the Buddha and a large group of monks went to the city of Saketa. Here, because the Buddha had a large group of disciples, the dwellings were not sufficient. At one time when the Buddha came, he may have come with five hundred monks or even a thousand monks. But here, it was probably more than a thousand monks, because the disciples, Venerable Sariputta and Venerable Kumara Kasapa, each had a following of 500 monks. So the Buddha would have come with a great number of disciples to the point where the dwellings were not enough. The monks and novices, and especially the junior monks, had to stay on the river bank, close to the river. Here at night, the water was turbulent and waves were crashing, like we may have seen something like it before. If there is no dam wall and it rains heavily, the water crashes violently to the shore. So the novices were wailing loudly. 
the Buddha knew of this, and so he sent Venerable Gawampati to go look what was happening and to make the water stop, to not let the water endanger the monks and novices. So the Venerable Elder Gawampati used his psychic powers in order to make the strong current of water stop far away, and so the water would not crash to the shore and would gradually subside away, so that the monks and novices would not be oppressed by it. This is Venerable Gawampati using psychic abilities and powers. In this era, it would be like building a dam. But this was building a dam in the heart, and he could build this dam in the blink of an eye through his psychic powers. And this feat made the layman Mahanaka gain faith and ordain in the Buddha's dispensation, and later he attained to becoming an arahant. The Buddha talked of the background of Venerable Elder Gawampati, of how he had made the aspiration to be an elder disciple of a Samasambuddha, a perfectly awakened Buddha, and he did gain the Ehi Bhikkhu ordination, and he was a tenth arahant in this world. Here the elder Venerable Gawampati had made the aspiration with a past Samasambuddha, and he had his Pubakama, deeds done in a former existence, where he had made goodness since the era of the Buddha Sikhi, which was 31 Kalpas previous to this present Kalpa, of which there will be five Buddhas within this period. Even though he was born as a hunter in the forest, and he did kill animals, but he did it to survive himself, and so he probably didn't do it too much. It's not like in this era, where there are many methods to kill a lot of living beings. But this was just to sustain his life, just to live and to overcome the suffering of the body. And he had the merit to meet with the Buddha Sikhi. But even if one meets a Buddha, and the heart does not have faith, you won't get any merit. But he met the Buddha and had a heart of faith, and in homage to the Buddha, he gave an offering of green butterfly pea flowers. And from this merit, he was reborn in the Dewa realms. So this faith is important. When we have faith, then we have wisdom to see what to offer the Buddha. And even if it was just one butterfly pea flower from the side of the path, but out of his great faith and confidence of wanting to give homage to the Buddha, then this was a great merit. And he got to be born in the Dewa realms. And then, in the era of the Buddha Konakamano, he made more offerings. He built the parasol for the top of a stupa for the Buddha. And in the era of the Buddha Kasapa, he was born in a family with greater wealth. His family had a big herd of cattle and a lot of farmland. Here, they had herders who took care of the cows. And Gawampati, as a young man, had the duty to manage and go around looking after all these cow herders each day. One day, as he was inspecting the work, he saw a venerable elder Arahant monk who was going for alms in the village and staying around that area each day. Was this by chance, or was this due to his merit? This was his merit coming up, but he had made the merit before in past eras of Buddhas. 
and this Arahant disciple monk may have known with his own inner knowledge that the area around there was cool and refreshing, though it lacked shade. Gawampati saw that the venerable elder monk had difficulty from the sun shining down hot, and so he made a shelter out of Sirisa tree to offer to that venerable monk. And then, after dying, Gawampati was born in the Dewa realm. Due to his power of merit, he was born in a celestial mansion in the Chatu Maharajika realm. Near the door of his mansion, he had a forest with large Sirisa trees. It was merit that he had made. What he had made, he received. There were colourful and nice-smelling flowers which would grow in each season. He built Barami, spiritual accumulations, with an Arahant, and he was born as a Dewa for the span of time between the arising of the next Buddha, which is a lot, it is not small. And then in the era of our Buddha, he was born in a wealthy family and was the friend of Yasa. In the suttas, it is said that Yasa was the son of the lady Sujata, who had offered the milk rice porridge to the Buddha on the full moon day of Visakha, of which the Buddha ate 49 mouthfuls and then attained enlightenment on the dawn of that night. And Gawampati had built his barami of the Asuba meditation object into unattractiveness, as we have already learnt about. So here, these were the causes and conditions that he had aspired to just becoming an Arahant disciple. There was no one else who had aspired to be the right and left hand chief disciples. The right and left hand chief disciples need to make Barami for a much longer time. Like the venerable elder Sariputta, who in the era of a past Buddha was a hermit with 84,000 followers, and all of them attained to becoming arahants with special knowledges, except for Venerable Sariputta, who had aspired to become a right-hand chief disciple of a Buddha. This was because he had gained faith when he saw the right-hand chief disciple of a past Buddha give a talk which gripped his heart. He wanted to have wisdom like this, and so he continued to build more barami. So we can see that all things come from making karma, or making the determination. It's not that that monk gets that rank by chance. The Buddha had the insight and all-round knowledge to put that individual in that rank depending on their spiritual barami that they had made in the past. So for us, we can build barami and can make determinations. We make merit and barami, and can make a determination to be a disciple of a Buddha, or even one of the supreme disciples. And if our barami is full, then we will gain what we aspire to. But we must do it. We must build our barami in each life and existence onwards. So we have learnt about suttas and have gained faith but we need to gain wisdom as well. Having faith already is our merit and barami. We anumodana rejoice and we get the merit, and we will practice goodness according to our strength, following each of the disciples imbued with goodness. 
we need to practice more of it on the aspect of bhavana, cultivating the mind. Because each of you have done dana, generosity, to your full strength. You have kept sila, the precepts, to your full strength and ability. And with this you can be born in the Dewa realms for the length of time till the arising of the next Buddha. But higher than this is the practice of the mind to develop samadhi. Venerable Gawampati had the ability that he could stop a great amount of water with his psychic powers. So this is amazing, which is possible in regards to the aspect of samadhi. So when we have faith, then we have wisdom to practice following the teachings of the Buddha, and then we bring it inside of us to progress to have dana, sila, and bhavana. We set our minds to aspire to goodness in order to attain supreme virtues in our heart. So may all of you set your hearts on this and have happiness. May you grow in blessings.